You're listening to Wayfind Marketing Live, a podcast about navigating business and making marketing easier. Here's your host, Wayfind Marketing founder and president, Steve Phipps. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday afternoon, almost the end of March. And I have to keep looking at the calendar, Annie Laura, to remember what day it is. Um, because it has been very easy to lose track. Um, how are you today? Doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, welcome. I'm Steve Phipps and uh, founder, president of Wayfind Marketing. And this is my co-host, Annie Laurie Walters, uh, also of the Wayfind Marketing team. And, uh, so welcome to Wayfind Marketing Live. And uh, if you've been with us before, then uh, you are, are discovering that we have started a weekly live stream, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays at noon. And Tuesdays, uh, which today is Tuesday, uh, at least that's what the calendar is saying. Um, Tuesdays, we are, we've started uh, talking about what we're calling navigating business. Uh, and we really started this live stream to do two things for business owners, nonprofit leaders. And number one is to encourage uh, business leaders, nonprofit leaders, um, just simply because we know that that these are crazy times and we want to try to provide some encouragement. Uh, and then number two, we want to equip. We want to provide you with some resources, um, tips, practical things that you can do uh, to take steps forward. And uh, so today, Annie and Laurie, we are going to have uh, John Salaika uh, as our guest. And uh, when when you see his last name, uh, it is pronounced Salaika. Uh, uh, John er, gets all sorts of uh, pronunciations. It took me a little while to figure it out. Um, but John is, uh, he is a Vistage coach. Uh, and or a Vistage chair and a business coach. And so I've been in John's Vistage group, which Vistage, if you're not familiar with that, is a, a peer advisory group. And so it's a group of business owners, business leaders. They meet once a month. We share ideas and really serve as sort of a think tank for each other. So John leads that group. Uh, and John is also a business coach. And so I have the, the honor of meeting with John monthly. And uh, just I, I love John's heart for people. And he has some great, great things to share. Uh, so we'll bring him in in just a minute. Just I want to remind you, um, this live stream is being recorded. So if you're not able to stay for the whole thing, um, or uh, if you're watching this on a recording, then this will be available on the Wayfind Marketing YouTube channel. So if you just go to YouTube and just search for Wayfind Marketing, we're going to pop up. Um, you can also get to it from wayfindmarketing.com slash live. And the cool thing is we're also turning this into a podcast. Uh, so if you were to go to um, your favorite podcast platform, we're probably there. So again, if you just search for Wayfind Marketing Live, uh, you'll find the podcast version of this. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, go to the Wayfind Marketing uh, Facebook page. Again, you can get to those from wayfindmarketing.com slash live. Follow us. We'll, we'll post updates and whatnot. But Okay, so let me bring in John, and we'll go ahead and make this introduction. Hey, John, how are hey, you doing? Doing well, thanks. 
Good, good. Um, well, John, thanks for being with us. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about article that you wrote. I'm just going to share this uh, for just a quick minute. Um, so you you wrote this article that you published on LinkedIn yesterday. And yes. I love the title of this. And it's crap. I was not prepared for this. And uh, that's that's a, a great picture uh, because that, that, that tells a lot. Uh, yeah. So I, did, I gave you a brief introduction uh, about being a Vistage chair and, and being a business coach. But I would love for you to, to share a little bit about what, what led you to write this article uh, and even share some of your your previous background because you've owned uh, and sold a business. You, you you've got a lot of great experience, some corporate uh, Fortune 500 experience as well. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to shut up now and, and give you the opportunity to uh, share more about this article and share more about your story. Okay. Well, I'm going to focus on the article part specifically. And what happened is two weeks ago, all of a sudden. I had a really good plan for the year, good pipeline, lots of active projects. Everything was really exciting. And it was a remarkably better year than 2019 where I had some struggles. So I was really excited about it. Everything's great. March looks like it's going to be fantastic. And the rest of the year is going to be even better. And then two weeks ago, everything changed. Yeah. And I found myself kind of watching things evaporate and fall apart. And it's like trying to grab smoke. It's like, well, well, well what's going on? People want to cancel their memberships. I want to put this on hold. I want to put that on hold. And, you know, honestly, hold means forever right now, the way it, <clears throat> the way everything feels. And I just sat down you know, and at first I went into some shock, you know, it took me a couple of days to figure out, well, you know, where am I? What's going on? Yeah. And then I was angry. Then I was afraid. And then fundamentally, when it came down to it, I was sitting in my office one day on the couch back there. And I said, you know, if I had a million dollars in cash and maybe a hundred thousand in gold, I'd be okay with all this. You know, I could ride it out. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, why don't I? And when I started really looking at it from that perspective of, you know, I'm 52, almost 53 years old. I'm not where I want to be. Why? Why am I not where I want to be? Because if I was where I want to be, this wouldn't have the effect on me that it's having today. So I started looking backwards. If I don't have a million dollars, why? Because I didn't do this, or I did do this. Well, some of the things I did do, those are learning experiences. But what are all the things that I didn't do? What are the things that I could have done, should have done, should have done faster? Where did fear get into my life and block me from achieving my goals? And when I look back at it, I am where I am because of things I didn't do. And that's what prompted me to write this article. And in my career, I can look back and kind of weave some of that in. I've done this my whole life. You know, there have been businesses that I've owned that could have been better. You know, so I'm a great 85 percenter, you know, and and I'm, I'm tired of it. You know, and I just I just felt like I needed to put it out there. Sure. You know what I love about it? It's, it's, it's like a dose of tough love that we kind of just need right now. I mean, you know, we all process what's happened in a lot of different ways. But when right. I first read your article, I was like, this is kind of the kick in the tail I need right now. I need to hear this. I need uh -huh. to be asked these hard questions. I thought it was really well done how you phrased it. Thanks, Annie Laurie. So, John, let me, <clears throat> I want to get back to something you said just a moment ago, because I think it's important to draw out. 
you mentioned that when when things when, when the when things started hitting the fan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are pulling out, people are putting things on hold. That there was that initial anger and frustration, and and you know, we've talked about this on one of our previous uh, live streams that that people are grieving right now. What you just talked about is is that process of of grieving and and sort of coming to terms with where things are, yes. and. You know, it's like you and I talked about earlier. We have people at different stages right now. We we have some people whose businesses are completely shut down or almost all the way shut down. We yeah. we have other people's businesses that are are just sort of exploding because their their service to product is in huge demand. And then there's a lot of us that are just in between where we're in this survival mode. So yeah. you, you give some great directions. You give some great advice in your article. How would you, what would you say to someone that maybe they're not feeling super introspective, you know, and, and you, I've known you for a really long time. So I know part of it, you immediately yeah. go to that introspective perspective and start analyzing. What right. would you say to that person that's still just like, man, I'm, I'm worried about making, and where's my next paycheck coming from? Yeah. So what would you say to that person in terms of, of kind of the advice that you give in your article? Well, and specifically as it relates to the article, don't go towards the relief focused behaviors because those are addictive. So if you just start watching Netflix Mm. and just start binging on food, alcohol, cigarettes, social media, anything that you do just to get relief. And I differentiate between relief and leisure. Leisure is entirely appropriate. But if you're just going for relief, then you're then you're in addiction. And I would recommend that you go for a walk, do things with your family. Mm play games, do things that build relationships. If you have no options, which I don't really believe, but if, you, if you're if you not in a position to act on options to address your financial situation, whether it's introspective or by calling people, whatever, let's say you're not, you can't do that, then build relationships, call people, do things that are still productive, but productive in a different direction. Okay. Would, would you add to, and to, I think part of what I'm hearing from you as well, which I think is really good advice, is that we we can respond either in a way that's, that's maybe just use a different set of terms, is, is either that, that response is either going to be constructive or destructive. Yes, certainly. And, and so obviously focus on those things. And we have those choices, but focus on the ones that are constructive. That's correct. Yeah. And there are some that are neutral, like taking a nap. You know, so there's times where you can do things that are neutral, and I just want to pause for a second, but it's not destructive. I certainly want to focus on the constructive. Okay. Um, why don't you talk a little bit more about, because you mentioned this in, in as well, and you've talked, you and I have talked about this in conversation, but just part of what has to happen too is sort of this taking ownership of where we are yes. and then moving forward from there. Yes. So as I went through this inventory of my own reasons why I wasn't where I was, I started to see that all of this was were choices that I made along the way. And even though there was a little bit of a twinge and a flinch with it, I also felt empowered that, okay, if this was my fault, I then have the power to correct it. So by going through this process of taking responsibility and ownership of the cause, I now have the ability to create a new cause to create a new effect. Mm. What 
what are some, what are ways, what are questions that people can ask to sort of assess where they are? Um, and, and again, keeping that in the mindset, you, you know, as you've mentioned, being productive, because I, I think it would be easy for where people are to uh, maybe ask questions that really take them in, in, a, in a bad direction that could sort of send them into a spiral with guilt and shame. And I think there are questions that people can ask that are more constructive which yeah. is going to take them in that more productive direction. What, what are some of the questions that, that you would encourage people to ask? Well, the ones I mentioned in the article, I think really get the ball rolling. And it is, you know, what pain are you experiencing? You know, what specifically are the twinges that you're feeling? Is it financial? Is it health related? Is it job related, independent of finances? Like, what am I going to do? You know, there's so many different aspects of this and it's personal. Everybody's going to experience and feel this personally. And you talked about shame, and I want to really, I want to I zero in on that. It is really important to separate the behaviors from who you are. I've made a lot of mistakes. That doesn't mean that I am a mistake, as Brene Brown puts it. And when we look at what we did, we can fix that because these are behaviors. And we are flawed beings that are going to make mistakes. And if we don't forgive ourselves, we will lather shame all over ourselves. I highly encourage people not to do that. And if they are doing that, call a friend, call a family member that loves them and share openly because shame can't exist if it's vocalized. It only exists in here because we have to hide it. And once it's revealed, let it go. So leverage your relationships and avoid the shame and look at the behaviors. And everybody has to answer that personally, like I said. And right now, a lot of it's financial. So it's the easiest one to identify, but there's more. You know, there's now relationships are being strained, things that are happening that are the uh, the effect of the financial cause. I mean, all sorts of things are, are happening now. Okay. How do you, so one of the other questions that you have is, is what do you wish you had done already? So how do you, again, similar kind of thing, what, what's a constructive, productive way to approach that question? Well, I can give, use me as an example. For okay. a couple of years, I've talked to you and I've talked to other people about getting more of an online presence. And I've been kind of like, no, I like the face-to-face. -face. I like the one-on-ones. I really like the way that I interact with my clients in person. I don't want to do coaching online. You know, I also don't want to do these canned coaching programs and all of that. Well, right now, that's all I got. So I, I now look back and say, okay, I wish I had developed that marketing plan. I had done these things two years ago. And, you know, like Jim Rohn says it best, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. You know, when's the next best time now? Well, I found myself in now. And, and I have to do the things that I've been kind of avoiding. I knew I should do them, but I didn't really want to do them. I wasn't all in. And now I've spent the last two weeks learning everything from Clapboard, StreamYard, Zoom, Loom, SmoothDraw, all the, you know, 19 different products in order to do something that I should have been able to do. I, I should, I say should, because I always planned on it. I just didn't act on it. And so now I find myself acting on the things that I chose not to act on for the last four years. So that's what I'm talking about. And then there's other things too, you know. I have a question for you. So, you know, these are things that you, you wish you had been doing and now you're doing when the dust settles and you're back in those live in-person environments. Yes. Have you thought through striking a balance between maintaining these new things you've innovated in this time with going back to the, the 
in-person interactions that you prefer? Yes, I certainly have. And I have to be aware of the fact that I have a tendency to want to design those things perfectly and then we'll do nothing. So right. it's better for me to overdo it mm-hmm. and then modify it as opposed to try to finesse it so perfectly that it never even happens. Right. I really and, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm going to spend more time. And this is another thing I didn't do very well. What's my ideal week? What does my life really look like? How do I design my life as mm-hmm. opposed to manage my life as it happens to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I've done, again, 85%. Well, 85% doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in order to go all in, as you're talking about, you, you also have to develop the ability to say no to certain things. And maybe <laughs> some of the things that we've been forced to say no to, we need yeah. to say no to in the future. Ironically, that's the article I'm writing today is oh. about the things to shed. Very cool. Yeah. Reading that one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But that's really important. We need to identify our priorities and what fits what belongs. Right. Hey, John, you, you, as you and I have uh, had a, you know, the coaching dynamic, I know one of the things that, that you've challenged me with at pivotal moments of, of me leading Wayfind Marketing, and, and we've been around for five years, you've challenged me at various points in time, and you've asked me the question, Steve, are you all in? Right. Um, or, you know, are you hedging your bets? Um, I think that's, that's an incredibly valuable idea. And, and to your point, this you know, the, as you put it in your article, the asteroid that's now sitting in your office or your living room mm-hmm. really identified some areas where you realized, hey, I'm not all in. So talk a little bit more about what do you mean by being all in and why is that important um, for for business owners and business leaders? Okay. When I say all in, what I'm talking about specifically is the observable, measurable behaviors that are on the other side of fear. If we stop at what we're afraid of, or if we stop at what we don't quite feel comfortable with or understand, and let that become an obstacle or a barrier, then I don't believe we're all in. It's like a kamikaze pilot on his seventh mission. (laughs) Really interested in the cause, but not quite committed. So you keep pulling out right before you're going to crash into that, you know, aircraft carrier. And I have done it. I've watched people do it. They get real intense, real intense. They're real excited and bang. Then there's going to be the final decision point, the final action, the one they've been afraid of, which they hoped was going to go away and get easier. It didn't. And then they go a different direction. That all in is growing through that, breaking through that and becoming more of who you're supposed to be through that action. That's what I define as all in. Okay. How do we avoid pushing the eject button at that moment? Surround yourself with other people that see you stronger than you are, because then you get to borrow their comfort zone. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that you talked about earlier um, is constructive, productive behaviors Um, and reaching out to other people. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that really goes to um, this whole idea. We're we're made for community. Like we are social creatures. 
Yes. And, and you know, three weeks ago, how many people had never heard of Zoom? And now everybody's talking about, oh, well, we're, you know, we're doing school on Zoom or our, our church groups are meeting through Zoom. So we yes. we have all of these um all of these resources to try to keep us connected. And so I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, we've got to have connection with some other people. And that's one of the benefits of Vistage. But even for folks that aren't a part of Vistage, just having that group of people that you can reach oh, out sure. to, ask questions to um, is, is absolutely uh, essential. Now, let Thank me you. ask you, because to your point, you know, you, you mentioned fear mm-hmm. and, and I, I think it's, it's in the, the book from, from, yeah, a decade plus ago, you know, who moved my cheese and the basic idea of right. what would you do if you weren't afraid of failing? Right. And, and right now, as, as I've talked with more people and, and just kind of observe people, anxiety as it is, is at an incredibly high level. Yes. Um, and, and people are very much in survival mode. And, and so how do you, what would you say to somebody who's saying, John, I hear what you're saying, but man, that fear right now, I want to be all in. Mm-hmm. I want to be committed, but that fear just is ginormous. It's well, all that's, that's, that's a perfect question because I suspect that in the majority of us, the fear has shifted. I am mm-hmm. now more afraid of economic failure than I am of a cold call, for example. So the things that used to be an obstacle to me, I'll do that now. Now, nobody wants to receive a phone call today, but it's an example. But my point is, is that the things that I was afraid to do, I was afraid to promote myself online. I was afraid to create videos and all. I was afraid to write articles and stuff like that because I just, what if people don't like them? What if they criticize them? Well, I wrote one yesterday, okay? And I've developed some videos and I'm doing things that I was previously afraid of for certain reasons and insecurities of my own. Now those are really small. And the other fears are much bigger. So I can take action on these things, the things I should have done now while I'm afraid of this, because this helps solve that. So that's yeah. what I, that's my recommendation. Okay. Um, so let, let's, let's shift this a little bit. Um, because we, we've talked about, obviously people are feeling pain right now. That is, that is heightened. We're, we're, I think more aware of the pain, the frustration, the anxiety than we've ever been, at least collectively than maybe, you know, anytime in our lifetime. Um, so acknowledging the pain, sort of identifying what that is, taking practical steps to step back, breathe, get out, take a walk, constructive ways to, uh, you know, manage things. Um, then your second question is, you know, what do you wish you've already done? And that can be when it's done, productively when it's done constructively, it's to look at it from the standpoint of, Hey, what are things that I was kind of hemming and hawing? Maybe I thought about doing, but now I, I need to do. And, and really it is kind of that threshold of, okay, am I going to stand back here behind fear or am I going to push through and, and sort of get past the fear of failure? Cause now there's, there's bigger things driving that. Right. Um, but then, you know, how does that, the next question you have in terms of when you think through being all in is how dependent are you for others or on others for your success? So it, it, it kind of unpack that a little bit in the context sure. of there's one aspect of community that is supportive. And then 
mm-hmm. you know, the context of that question. Okay. So one, the article is primarily written around work, but it does apply to life. So where else in your life are you incomplete? I, for example, have always wanted to play the piano and play the guitar. Right now, when I am in my biggest moments of fear, switching my brain from my left side to my right side and exercising some of the creative side, I can get some relief and develop an aspect of myself and be productive around my growth by picking up the guitar, playing the piano. There's other things that we can do that are part of our overall goal structure of our life. Not everything needs to be financial. So in this time, what are some things around your house that you've always wanted to do that are productive? You know, Be productive in your life, not just in your business. And if you have no control over the financial stuff, do something else. Don't find yourself, if you were behind coming into this situation, you got time. You know, don't don't waste that time. Use that time to be productive. You'll feel better about yourself. And that's what matters because you'll be in a better position to take advantage of things on the other side. And there was something else I was going to say and I forgot. What's that? Be productive in your life, not just in your business. I love that soundbite because I think some people might just need to have the permission to do that. Like they might feel that they could be spinning everything on maintaining business right now. So some folks might just need to hear that, yeah. like that, that it's okay to do that and that it might yeah. actually help to be more productive in business. I agree. Yeah. Cause it'll increase your energy level. Right. Steve, you asked me the question about independence. This is really important. So often we think that we only need to do one thing to generate our income. You know, I I think I'm a big fan of Bert, the chimney sweep guy from Mary Poppins. This guy, and there's a longer story to this that Steve's aware of. The guy is the happiest guy in the whole movie. Everybody goes to him for advice, guidance, help, and support. How many jobs does he have? Six. Starts the movie off as a one-man band. Next, you see him on the street painting. Then you see him as a lamplighter at one mm-hmm. point. And then also Mary Poppins is walking down the street, says, hey, Bert, what are you doing today? He's like, lovely weather for arch chestnuts. So he's picking chestnuts. He's obviously a chimney sweep. And then he ends the movie selling kites. So he does what the market wants at the time, when the weather's right, when he feels right. We can all do that. We can all have multiple sources of income. We don't have to be 100% dependent on somebody else. And we have to be creativity to figure to creative to figure that out. Those ideas didn't naturally pop into my head. I had to do something else in order to figure that out. And, and I'm gonna be putting that together as a video as well. But I think that we need to get creative. We need to figure out how else can I generate income. Well, and, and I think too, I'll I'll bring that back to the idea of community and connecting with others, uh, to your point, you know, there's, there is this aspect of creativity and, and we're each our own ways. Um, you know, my, uh, my accountant or bookkeeper is creative in ways that I'm not. Um, and Annie Laurie, you are both creative in ways that I'm not. And that's, that's where I would, I would highly encourage, um, our, our, our viewers, our listeners, to find people you can connect with, uh, find those peers, uh, and and that can be informal. Uh, it could be a group of folks that you just 
other business owners that you're connected to, other nonprofit leaders, and schedule a, a call every other week for 30 minutes. Schedule a weekly call, whatever that is. Just and and I've been I've been in a formal group like Vistage. Uh, I'm part of several other groups, some that were just formed locally. It was just peers. And we said, hey, you know what? Let's just get together once a month and just check in on each other. How are you doing? How can we encourage each other? Right. No, that's, uh, that makes sense. United we stand, divided we fall. I mean, that that's true. That's not just a song. You going to sing that song for us? Not today. <laughs> you mentioned Mary Poppins. So do you have any dance numbers you can pull out for you know, us? I was working on that earlier, but not gonna happen <laughs> yeah we were we were watching chitty chitty bang bang not too long ago and just oh, man his, his moves um wow. to be able to move like that um so just to kind of start wrapping this this up um you know this is for a lot of business leaders nonprofit leaders they've not faced challenges like that so what would you say to them to to give them some hope and maybe direction, maybe some practical things that you would say, hey, here's some things. If wherever you're starting, here are a few things that I would suggest you do to start moving forward towards some light. Um, have yeah. that hope and that that confidence. First, take note and take notice of the things that got you to where you are. Okay. Write them down, explore them. Don't just write it down as a passing thought. Write it down and explore it. If you don't emerge from this situation different and better and more capable than, than you were when you came into it, you're going you're gonna to find yourself flatlining. Mm. In order to grow through this, we have to become stronger than we were coming in. So figure out what are the things that, that got you in the condition you're in and what are you going to do about those things to make sure that they never happen again. What are you going to learn? Who are you going to partner with? You know, what are, what are you going to do to eliminate that issue from your life or yeah. your business? And, and, you know, just to, just to kind of bounce off of that for just a minute, mm -hmm. the picture that comes to mind, John, when you're talking about that is thinking through, okay, where you, know, there's obviously things that we cannot control. Nobody could control. There's so many things that we can't control, but I like the idea of what you're saying is, you know, basically it's putting some guardrails in place. It's, yeah. it's giving ourselves, it's, it's giving ourselves some structure some tactical things that we can do to give direction to where we do have things we can't control. We do have decisions that are right there in front of us to make. Uh -huh. And we need to take ownership of those decisions. We may not like the choices that are in front of us. That's right. But we still have choices. Um, yeah. And I, you've mentioned Viktor Frankl before. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, who, who's a Holocaust survivor and, and he has gone on to talk a lot about hope. And, and when we have hope that gives us power. Um, yes. and, and so that, that, I think that's part of what I'm hearing you say as well is, is hope through action, not just fantasy. Mm, that's good. Difference. You have to take action or it's going to evaporate. Well, John, how can people get in touch with you? What would be, because I imagine there may be some folks that that would say, say, you know what, I would love to talk to John or, you know, follow up and have a conversation. What would, 
how would you want people to get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is to either email me at jsalika at greatescapecoaching.com or even easier than that is go to greatescapecoaching.com. There's a contact tab where they can send me an email saying they want to get a hold of me or they can actually schedule a 30-minute appointment with me on the schedule now button. Either of those are available. And right now, there's a lot of people struggling. And I am willing and wanting to work with anybody that's really stuck right now, have a 30-minute call, and just see if I can help them make a little bit of progress. You know, we talked, you asked me a question earlier about um, how do people move forward. Jim Rohn defines success this way, the deliberate execution towards a worthwhile goal, not the attainment of the goal, it's towards a worthwhile goal. So every little thing we do, whether it's writing an article, which made me feel great in and of itself, I didn't make a dime off of it, but I feel like I'm moving towards my goals. It's the actions we take that matter, not the end. And so I encourage everybody to do that. And if I can help anybody take even one little step, I'd love to be able to help them. Fantastic. Well, John, thank you for being here with us. Um, And I want to close out on, I'm going to share... Uh, this article that I came across earlier today. And um, so this is, uh, this is a 100-year-old Italian man named Mr. P. And uh, the thing that's significant about him, Mr. P represents hope. And Italy has, has certainly been one of the hardest hit countries with COVID-19. Uh, I think they have maybe the second oldest population in Europe. And the thing that's significant about Mr. P is that he was born in 1919. So he was born uh, in the midst of the Spanish influenza uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also lived through World War II. And now as a 101-year-old, he has survived COVID-19. And as you can imagine... Uh, his story is being told and circulated uh, sure. and shared as a beacon of hope. And, and so I think hope is one of the biggest things that, that everybody needs right now. And, and John, yeah. I love what you said, just kind of in wrapping up is it's taking actions. It's not just thinking about it, but it's actually doing something with it. So right right. now, you know, one thing I would suggest to kind of springing off of you and then we'll wrap this up, write down three things that you can do this week. They don't have to be big things. It could be one of those things could be, Hey, schedule a call with John. Uh, It could be call my customers and check in on them. Uh, it could be, hey, you know what? I'm going to post something on social media. It doesn't have to be big, huge things, but but do something um, in in a good direction. It's always easier yes. to adjust our direction when we're moving than it is when we're standing still. Certainly true. So uh, for everybody who has uh, joined us today, for those that will listen on the podcast or who will watch the recording, thank you for being with us. We, we appreciate your time. We value your time. Uh, I do want to invite you back uh, for Friday. Um, again, we are live streaming Tuesdays and Fridays at noon uh, central time. And Friday, we're going to be covering, we're jumping into marketing. And so we're going to focus on how to simplify your marketing 
We're going to talk about three fundamental things that every business needs as a part of their core marketing, especially, especially, especially now that everybody's online. So many people are working from home. Um, there are some things that that are just fundamental core things that you need as a part of your marketing. Uh, and so we're going to talk about those. We're going to unpack those uh, to give you some tactical, practical things that you can do both now and to put you in a position that as we start to come out of this, whenever that is, that you are in a position to ramp up faster than maybe your competitors that are hunkering down yeah. and you know battening the hatches. Um, so love to have you back on Friday. Again, please subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook. Please share this with anyone that you think would find this helpful. Get in touch with John. And if you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas that you would like to share with me or our team, you can get in touch with me, Steve, at wayfindmarketing.com. And uh, man, thanks again, John. Thanks again for being here. Uh, Ian and Lauren, I really appreciate you and, and taking the time. And, and it, I love the article. It was, uh, the title just grabbed me. And, and so thanks again for sharing. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for inviting me on your show. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We invite you to join us for a live recording on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website at wayfindmarketing.com slash live.